Welcome to the Fresh Start podcast series. Today we're going to be discussing what are needs as a third part of our conflict resolution techniques for partnerships program. This is part of the Fresh Start Healthy Relationships workshops, and this is one episode of a series of seven, starting with avoiding destructive arguments and ending in reconciliation. Our goal is to expand your awareness of how we deal with conflict to teach us that there is a better way. Here you'll learn that there is no correct solution, just a better path. Each episode, we take steps from reflection to insight to practical steps, where these lessons were created to help both of you overcome situations that would otherwise be damaging to your relationship. Welcome back um, to the Fresh Start podcast series. And again, we have Andrea Richards back. Welcome back, Andrea. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Ah, it's so nice to see you again. And it's it's nice that we get to kind of continue on this discussion with um, this communication techniques for partnerships, because the skills Absolutely. learned here are, 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 are pretty essential. So what are we going to be talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about needs okay. and what needs are. Okay. So tell me a little bit about it, because, you know, we've mentioned it a few times throughout our sessions, right? When we were talking about uh, managing emotions, when we were talking about how to avoid a destructive argument, we kept coming back to needs. And we even kind of chatted a little bit about the difference between needs and wants in our first podcast. Mm -hmm. But now we're just going to do a really big deep dive into what our needs and why it's important that we, we take a look at it. Right? Absolutely. Okay. So when you think about your disagreement and eliminate the judgments about your partner and yourself, what was it about and why was it so important, right? Like, is that is that really what we're coming down to here? Pretty much, because essentially a conflict happens because a need is not being met. Okay. Right? If, if somebody is hurting my feelings, my need for feeling safe and loved is not being met, therefore conflict arises, right? So... Quite often, that's where your conflict actually comes from is a need not being met. So when you you have to stop the thought of that person doesn't care about me and kind of dive, almost have to deep dive on yourself. And yes, your partner as well, but you got to deep dive as to what really is the root. It's like going to a doctor. They can treat your symptoms or they can treat the actual problem. And the okay. actions that happen are often symptoms of the problem of your need not being met. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a good point. I mean, I guess before I ever got into this game, a lot of the discussions, you know, that I would have with, or arguments, I guess, that I had in the past, <laughs> it, it was surrounded around the thought, are we actually even mad at what the topic is? Or are we mad about something else, right? right? What, what, what brought this yeah. on, right? And so how do we use these tools and how do we reflect on the fact that, you know, this is about just that, just about meeting needs or not meeting needs. Well, it can be hard, which is why we're doing this podcast yeah, and right. why you have to practice it. And the reason we ask people to look back at that past conflict is because it's a lot easier to look back at a conflict that's over than when you're in the moment, okay. right? Analyzing down to the needs in the moment can be tricky. And so you it's good to practice with your past experiences. So you want to start with saying, okay, so what was I really upset about? 
Was I angry at that person? Not really. You're angry because of something they did. Okay, well, that something they did isn't actually your needs. So an example for myself would be it drives me crazy when I'm talking to my children and they do not acknowledge that I'm speaking to them. Now, my need is not acknowledgement. My need is why do I want to be acknowledged? It's because I want to feel like I'm important to them, like they care, like I matter. That's the need. Wanting to be acknowledged is the solution or a solution to meeting that need. That's right. So you have to deep dive beyond what that symptom is or what you want, the solution you think that's going to work and go back to the need because there are many ways to meet needs. Yeah. And I, and I guess what we're looking at is, uh, you know, what it really requires at this point is Absolutely. a certain amount of vulnerability. Yes. All right. Because at the end of the day, vulnerability is strength. It, could you imagine in a mm -hmm. relationship where, you're, where you, you know, the first thing you say is you're going to listen to me right now. That's, that's, that's kind of what we've been trained to say Absolutely. versus, Hey, when I don't get listened to, <laughs> it makes me feel <laughs> like I'm less important in, in, in your eyes. And, and that's not how I kind of yeah. saw this relationship. And it makes me feel less liked or less loved or, you know, ta, 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 ta. Yeah. man, does that ever open up a different conversation now? Yes. Right. hundred percent. Okay. Okay. And, and when it comes to, when it comes to needs, and I like that you said that part about practice, because this is what this is, right? Like mm -hmm. this is, it, we can re-listen to this podcast. We can go through, and again, at the end of this podcast, we're going to uh, attach the um, uh, the PDF for, uh, for, for, for all these lessons that we have yeah. on here. But, you know, the practice of it, what you're trying to do really is change your routine. Mm -hmm. of how to get into a discussion or get into an argument or Absolutely. whatever it is. And, you know, I, I recall, you know, somebody saying to me that our brain doesn't work in negatives. It's like a muscle. It does what you train it Absolutely. to do. So oh, if, yeah. you, if you tell yourself, you know, I don't want to be aggressive, right? That's it. I, I make, <laughs> I'm making the choice. I'm not going to be aggressive in my responses. This is it. I'm just going to go forward. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be aggressive. I'm not going to be aggressive. I'm not going to be aggressive. Your brain just takes the word not out. And what's left is I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to be aggressive <laughs> yes. because you haven't trained yourself yes. to do anything differently. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do here. Right. So in that that reflective piece for, for this portion in terms of Absolutely. determining what needs are, it's rarely what we say it is. What like that's the solution. Yep. Right. Absolutely. You know, I, I recall I was doing a, a presentation um, for a bunch of um, bus drivers up, up in a school division up mm -hmm. north. And uh, if right around that time, it was the $15 minimum wage was a very hot topic. Yeah. And I asked uh, everybody in the audience, there was about 150 people there. And I said, uh, you know, who here agrees with the $15 minimum wage? That's it. That was no, no, no other, you know, uh, lead up to it. It was just a sort of out of the blue question. And, mm -hmm. you know, roughly about, you know, I'd say 40% of the people raised their hand. Uh, and so then I said, okay, well, who here agrees that anybody who works full-time, uh, works hard, right? Does all the training that's required, mm -hmm. uh, that at the end of the day, at the end of their 40 hour work week should at the end of the month should have a living wage. And then almost everybody raised their hand. Yeah. So 
you know, it's that thing I think that really pointed to what you were saying is that sometimes we head to the solution that can then be the issue, but people agree on the question. Now how Absolutely. to solve it is you, you, we can get really super creative in figuring that out. And that's the beauty of diving down to needs okay. is if you get focused on that solution, we can get very emotionally attached to our solutions, very intellectually attached to them because we think it's a great solution. But if you dive down to the but if you dive back to the needs, it opens up creativity. Because if you're focusing on okay, here's a need, let's brainstorm how to meet that need, then you can start thinking, okay, well, here's an idea, and there's an idea, and toss out more ideas and more solutions for meeting that need. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so it, it absolutely. It's really, and it's tricky because like you said, we thought of it. So we think it's a great solution, right? Sometimes we think it's the only solution. Well, and I think, and I think that where that comes from, it's just from the fact that we don't, we do, we have so much dialogue going on in our mm -hmm. head, right? So we're, we're already at the 50% mark of the conversation yeah. with our own conversation. <laughs> and so when we offer the solution, it's, yeah. well, this should just meet all my needs because yeah. I know what's, what's underneath. Right. And maybe some of it hasn't been explored yet. Absolutely. And so that's where it gets to probably raise more conflict. Right. And the irony in that story that you shared is that I love so much. I love that story because the truth is the $15 an hour minimum wage is a solution. And not even half of the people thought it was a good solution, but everybody could agree that there was a need for people to make a living wage. That's right. That's and right. so we can come together on those needs and build trust and needs do make us more vulnerable. But in the end, being vulnerable with your partner builds a stronger relationship. Yeah. And, and it's all, and it comes down to vocabulary. Yep. It comes down to how am I defining a certain Absolutely. word versus how you're like, even living wage is a very descriptive term, right? Yep. It means a wage that at the end of the day, I can meet all my bills, right? Yes. And, and put food on the table and pay my mortgage yes. and yada, yada, yada. No when we start saying $15 an hour, it's like, oh, okay, well, somebody who's untrained, you know, is now making money yeah. that could otherwise go to somebody who would need a living wage, right? So <laughs> we, we, we could start talking about how Absolutely. how these needs are met. And needs are, are, you know, they're based on just so many different things, right? You have Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And for those who, who don't know what yeah. that is, right? You start off with, uh, you know, the physiological needs that need yes. to be, you know, um, uh, be able to, to to breathe right to be able to eat to be able yep. to and, shelter and shelter and then you move all the way through this five-tiered structure until you get into that you know self-autonomous sort of sort of stage yeah now that's one way of looking at it what we're talking more i think in here is these uh day-to-day -day needs right because yes. that's where a lot of these conflicts come from absolutely right it's the fear that maybe not only that i'm getting my need not met right now but what precedent does this set Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and so when we start looking at it from a vulnerable perspective, because we definitely use defense for the best defense, a lot of people decide is the best offense, right? It's yeah. like a good offense. So we need to take a step back and vulnerability usually provides empathy, right? It does. Yeah. We're scared of being vulnerable because it opens us up to being hurt. But in the end, when you open up to being hurt, very, very rarely have I ever found that someone when you open up trust-wise that way, we'll take the shot to try to hurt you. And I mean, I mean, 
I'm not old by any means. I'm only 37. But in 37 years, I think maybe one person has been purposeful in trying to take that shot. So if this is someone you're trying to have a relationship with, they care about you. Yeah. They wouldn't be there. I mean, even it's really interesting that you bring that up because I, I you know, when we start looking at clients uh, going through separation and divorce and mediation, mm-hmm. there, I, I see that last shot or that Parthian arrow being taken a little more frequently, right? Yeah, because oh, there, sure. there's that emotional hurt. So the the one question is. You know, can we overcome that when you become vulnerable and then still get that, you know, knife twisted into you? Uh, and if you do it once, especially in an environment that's safer, it typically doesn't happen again. Right. There's it, yeah. it's it's or, you know, it's it starts dwindling down. We have to get to a sense of closure. Right. Because, again, mm-hmm. we start Absolutely. talking about clarity. This requires clarity when you're in a highly emotional state do you have clarity? Yeah. yeah. Right. That's the it's question. True. That is the question. And what it comes down to is, is, you know, obviously, no, that's why we need to practice. We need to practice mm-hmm. getting out of the highly emotional state and realizing that it's about something else. Yeah. And also realizing that with uh, vulnerability comes strength ourselves. We become stronger by being able to be vulnerable with people. So, you, you're right in yeah. in really like definitely in mediation with separating and divorcing couples we we do see that shot taken more for sure yeah. um they're angry there's a lot of emotion going on in those situations but even i find clients who uh and you can agree with me you've been mediating longer than i have but in with clients who still open up and are vulnerable they gain strength from having taken that step oh for sure Oh, for sure. Right. Because you start saying, like we said at the outset of this on on the first podcast, we Mm -hmm. tend to mirror each other's behavior. Absolutely. If I'm going to be more vulnerable, you are eventually going to get to that same page and you're going to be more vulnerable. Right. So that's in in mediation. I've seen somebody have the courage to take that first step and then they take that step. And we we, we kind of mask it. We call it goodwill. Yes. Right. (laughs) <laughs> right. So it, let, let's, what happens if you show some goodwill? Well, they don't show goodwill. Well, how do we get them to show goodwill? Well, maybe we offer up some goodwill and it doesn't, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be about a big thing. It could no. be about a small piece. And then slowly what we're doing at the end of the day, training them on how like, look, you guys at the end, when we reach agreement, you guys did this, right? We, we make no decisions. No, we don't. Right. So you guys actually did this. And, and that's because we taught them to identify their needs so that's the hope is that as they go forward with these agreements that they can say all right this is what we're arguing about what are the needs that they need met because Mm -hmm. like you said we don't typically at the end we don't argue about the need because we agree that your need is important we're arguing about the solution that we suddenly come up yeah. Right. Okay. So, in terms of insight, there that I mean, there's a whole lot there. I mean, we 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 we've said it in about ten minutes, but I mean, that could be a lifetime of exploration, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it takes time, right? Because the the thing about needs is it can take so many time to so much time to identify our own needs, which is why we need that practice. Which is why it's good to look over previous conflict for sure, because you know, even sitting with other mediators and you say, okay, what's your need? What's something? The, the, ironically, the first thing they'll even jump to often is, 
a salute, an actual solution to meeting the need. Because as a human, that's a natural reaction. And mm -hmm. then even as a mediator, we take a step back and go, okay, hold on. Why do I not like being ignored? Do I not like being lied to, taking advantage of whatever it is? What is the need behind that? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a very human normal thing well, and it, that's why it takes practice <laughs> and, that, and that need is is a very core it fundamental is, yeah. part of who we are Absolutely. right because if we start you know just talking about um you know let's say you know i need to communicate with you um well i, I could take a pen and paper and send you a letter yes right um but i wouldn't want the brand new you know, computer or, you know, the galaxy, uh, thin laptop, iMac, whatever it is. And, and because it's got the little cool blue light under the, the, the keyboard right. and everything, yep. but, but I don't need that. What I, what I, my need is to communicate yes. uh, with somebody who's distant from me. So now we can start establishing what all those different, how, exactly. how to meet that need, right. Instead of, you know, you don't buy me a Mac. If you don't buy me a Mac, it means you don't want me to communicate with this person, <laughs> which that's not the case, right? We're only talking yeah. about a Mac. How do we talk about that, right? Absolutely. Okay. So when we start talking about, so we've reflected on what needs are, and we've tried to, you know, give you some pointers, I think, uh, into how to really start striving and digging deep into that, into that yeah. insight piece. So what, how do you do it? Like, how do you take these moments? How do, how do you, what actually can you do step by step to take yourself out of that emotional moment during, or, you know, less good, but still very positive is that minute after do that sort of diagnosis and of, of what just happened. So how do you do, how, what steps do you take here? Well, I'm glad we already talked about managing emotions in the last podcast, because yeah. it's going to take management of emotions to do that. And that's right. It, it takes, you know, you're going to feel, especially if the way someone phrases it, you feel attacked by your partner or your partner feels attacked by you. There's that emotional reaction. So if you control that emotional reaction and kind of go, okay, I know I'm feeling emotional right now, but think, okay, what did they mean yeah. by what they said? Or what do I mean? Because you can really separate it into needs and judgments. And it's really important to separate those things because they're not the same and we often confuse them. Judgments being quite similar to uh, the solution that we're angry about. So the first thing I would say is you want to really think about that and kind of write down in the conversation you had with them, what were maybe the judgments made? He doesn't care about me. Mm -hmm. She doesn't listen. Um, whatever those automatic things that kind of we repeat in that internal dialogue in our yeah, head yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is, right so those are the judgments so write those down because otherwise if you don't write them down they're just going to keep coming up okay write them down so they're acknowledged and then stop and think okay well if those are my judgments of my interaction with my partner what was the need so why does it bother me she doesn't listen do i not feel cared for do you know i feel heard and that'll help lead you to that need okay Okay, so write those judgments down, but then look at them. What this is obviously when you're reflecting on a previous one, look at them and say, okay, what is the need behind that judgment that was made? Why does that bother me? Why in this case is actually a good question. <laughs> yeah, and, and, <laughs> you know? and, and, and those and those those are great because you know I, I just recall a couple that I was working with recently, and there was just such a huge gap 
in what one person said and what the other person heard each and every time. Oh, yes. And, and, you know, and it could be, and I, I could see it, right? The, again, we're, uh, we're going back to that intent perception thing. But now we couple that perception as not fulfilling my need at a very fundamental 100%. level. You know, what can we do to take that step out of that and say, okay, if this is my perception, that must mean, you know, this person hates me. They never loved yeah. me. They, you know, we were never had that strong footing that I thought we have. Absolutely. Maybe that's wrong. So if, <laughs> if that's wrong, yeah. if that's wrong, right. If we kind of continue that slippery slope mm -hmm. into I'm awesome and they're the most horrible human being on the face of the earth, right. Because they're really evil. So if we, if we kind of go, okay, well maybe that's not true. And we take those steps back and we say okay maybe i put some judgment and what if their intent was different yes how do we do that though well the first thing is i think of when i first got married and my husband would leave his jacket hanging on the chair in the kitchen all the time yeah drove me crazy yeah now i can approach this two ways i can say could you just hang up your jacket <laughs> <laughs> You're driving me crazy. <laughs> and the message he hears is, I think he's lazy. Yeah. But I don't think that at all. What I'm saying is that I feel that I am expected to clean up after him. And I don't think that's appropriate. Or I don't think that's how a partnership works. Right. Mm. So he's hearing I'm lazy. I'm intending to say, You're treating me like a maid. <laughs> Okay. They're actually very different messages, right? So yeah. you, and, and they're both judgments. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Right? They are. They're both judgments. But to say, you know, to take that step back, I have to say, okay, but why does it make me feel like a maid? You know, like why? Okay. So let's, let's, let's examine. Okay. Well, why do I feel that way? Well, because growing up, my mom taught us we should be independent and look after things. And so I feel that. I should be independent and it's my need that I look after my messes to contribute to the maintenance of my home. So other people should also do the same, do the same. Right. So, you know, then that's not emotional. Well, it's back just, to being not emotional. And, and then there's a reverse to that. So you talked about how you grew up and maybe mm -hmm. he grew up with, you know, there's, uh, we just left our coats on yeah, the, and the, on the chairs. Yeah, well, no, it's not even mom picked them up. We, that's where we left them because it's convenient it be. because it, it was right be. by the door. Lots of people do it on like a staircase post. Staircase post. Exactly. So that's convenient. Yeah. One of the solutions could mm -hmm. be let's put hooks like easily Absolutely. accessible. But again, we don't know what it is. Is it laziness? Right? Yeah. Is it the expectation that you're going to pick up after him, or is it how he grew up? So, for each one of those three different scenarios, we have a completely different set Absolutely. of solutions. Absolutely, and that's Absolutely. that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty. Of that's it. the beauty. So, diving back is, I like writing the judgments down because then you can delete them. If you're writing it on a piece of paper, throw the judgments paper in the garbage. Almost okay. Right? Like right. get rid of them. Yeah. And look just at the needs, and say, okay. oh, okay. Here's a need. Now do the same for your partner. That's important too, because in the things they're saying to you, they're also trying to express needs. Yeah. So maybe you write down the judgments that maybe they heard you say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, when you're saying you're responding, right? So what did they hear you make? 
and say, okay, well, what's that need? Well, you know, in my husband's case, he heard me call him lazy. Well, what need is that really violating of his if that hurts his feelings? Well, and I think, right? I think the beautiful part of that is just even the act, just the act of sitting down and saying, maybe I could have been misunderstood, right? Yes. You know, maybe even that, that lessens, it, that goes back to the managing emotions. Like that, that that's a step where you're like, well, maybe I'm not all right and they're all wrong. Yeah. Because the truth is we all consider ourselves very reasonable people. <laughs> That's right. Everybody does. That's right. And so if I consider myself a reasonable person and they consider themselves a reasonable person, perhaps if we're both trying to be reasonable, we're just not quite connecting. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we need to, you know, shift our language a bit so that we can understand that perspective a little better and digging down to the needs all those needs are much like your story about the bus drivers. Most of our needs are very common. That's right. And you find that common ground to work from. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that, you know, when we start talking about, you know, how it's how you ask the question, right? hundred percent. And, and I think that the way that we're taught, especially with social media, we have, you know, 140 characters up to a certain point. Now it's, I think 280 characters to express <laughs> a full thought. Right. So yeah. the way we ask questions are loaded. Very much so. Right? We're, we're trying to make a point behind the question. If we're actually just gathering information, that's it. I'm not adding any of my perceptions, judgment, needs, anything. I'm just asking a question to gather information in mm -hmm. order to come to a solution. The question is much different. Very it? different. Yeah. And the way we word it, for sure, is very different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So once we have this list of needs, right? We can now just focus on what those need words are. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of almost, it's like magic, right? After, it's kind of when I was a kid, remember those 3D magic pictures where you look at it and after a while, the 3D picture would suddenly yes, emerge? it pops out, yeah. It's the same sort of thing. When you just take a look at the needs, hers or theirs, sorry, uh, theirs and yours. Absolutely. That 3D image of, oh, clarity is like, oh, I, you know, I, I'm suddenly seeing something that was hidden in between the words, right? And that's where you get into that reflection piece. Okay. Where you start to, you've identified the needs. And now you're like, okay, let's reflect on those needs. And you can actually honestly ask yourself, perhaps I'm, when you look at your partner's needs, am I necessarily meeting their needs too? That's right. But that's, it's a great spot. Now that you've narrowed it down to the needs to reflect on what are different ways we could meet those needs? Do we have any needs in common that are perhaps not being met or that are in conflict there? And, and you can find that common ground and work from it when you both sit and look. Yeah. And, even if it's just you doing this analysis, if you sit there and go, oh, shoot, I may have violated their need for love. I can see why maybe they got a little upset about That's that. Right. That's right. Yeah. It promotes understanding and empathy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so it's that, you know, whether it's appreciation, I need to be appreciated. Well, that's because in my past, I didn't feel appreciated. And then I mm -hmm. felt that I wasn't. And so that became destructive. Right. So it, it all Absolutely. leads, you know, the, the, there's always this lingering sort of feeling this very vulnerable thing that yes. just needs to be really, really nurtured. And, and when we start talking about, you know, needs and nurturing those needs, I, I had a friend once tell me this, uh, and I absolutely loved it. And he said, in every relationship, there's actually three aspects. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's the me aspect. Yep. There's the you aspect. Mm -hmm. And then there's this just sort of nebulous thing 
and it is the relationship. Yep. And I can take care of two things. I can take care of myself and the relationship. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself and the relationship. And this relationship, this nebulous thing that's kind of sitting in the middle, I can nurture it. I can create a safe environment for it. And mm -hmm. it gets bigger and bigger and safer and safer. But if I come with judgment, if I don't take care of myself and I'm angry or frustrated from work yeah. and I don't deal with my, and I don't leave my work at work and I bring it home, that frustration, that sort of nebulous thing becomes smaller and affects the relationship. Absolutely. Right. Right. So... This is fantastic. So let's kind of do a quick recap on the what are needs aspect that, that we're doing. So again, we're going through the three aspects. We want to do a reflection piece before we get into it. We're looking yeah. for what insight can be delivered from it and Absolutely. then a practice piece. So in terms of reflection, what do we need to do? We want to identify, think about that relationship, identify what judgments were made, identify what the needs are. So we're thinking about what happened what actually was what caused the issue. Yeah, like, uh, they're a terrible person. Right. What was it about? Yeah. Right. That's where we want to start is what was it about? And out of what was it about, you can draw those judgments. And and that's such a great thing because it's it's like, you know, when when people argue they're usually facing each other. Mm -hmm. But it's never about the other person. No. It's about a thing. Right. Yeah. And this and, and and so we can actually decide to sit side by side, put the thing on the table and go, how do we fix that? Right. And point at it together. And it's a great way to do yeah. it. If you were to identify it, even write it on a piece of paper, put it in the middle while you guys are getting used to working out a better way to handle conflict and look at it together side by side. Cause just that positioning actually puts you on the same team. That's right. And now, and, and we have to write it in a non-personal way, right? Yes. Like you can't, you know, uh, the, the thing can't be you're an a-hole, right? It's, <laughs> right? It's, no. it, right? That would be a judgment. That would be a little bit of a judgment. But if, if it's an actual need, it's it's my need for appreciation. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So so now we can put that. It's like, well, I appreciate you. Okay, but I'm not feeling it. So how yeah. do we, uh, without judgment, I'm not feeling it and I'm, I'm feeling the lack of it. Well, now we can go through a whole series of, of discussions. Okay. So that's the reflection piece. Insight. What insight are you actually looking for here? What you're actually wanting to look for in this is what are your expectations? What are the fears? What are your hopes, your values, your goals, your beliefs? Those core things that are really important to you. Those yeah. are your needs. Okay. And I think I think that, that there's, um, uh, I've heard this a lot. The more I give, the more you want, right? Like you get a finger. Mm -hmm. and, and the truth is that is a very large part of the human condition. Right. Because as soon as a base level of needs are met, like following Maslow's hierarchy, right? As soon as a base level is met, a lot of other higher level needs mm -hmm. start appearing. Right. Yeah. So now, okay, well, I have I have safety, I have shelter, I have food. Well, now I need that emotional, Absolutely. you know, so it's never enough. And that's the point. It is never enough. It is that constant negotiation that once certain things yeah. are set in stone, there are further discussions. And that's and that's the beauty of the relationship is that it is yeah. ever evolving, ever growing. And I yes. think that that when people feel sometimes they feel that the relationship is static or they feel that there there's there's no more growth. Well, that means that all these wonderful work that you've done has met all these levels of needs and there's further work to be done. Yeah, right. And, I, and and when you look at it from that perspective, it's, it can be romantic, but it, it's because we don't communicate clearly what the needs are. It becomes very difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, uh, 
okay, so we did. So that's the the the, the insight piece. Now for the practical piece, we want to actually write down specific things. What are those things? You want to write down. You're going to start first with the judgments. Okay. Um, you're going to separate it into your needs and your partner's needs. And so you're going to start with the judgments that you felt your partner made. Okay. You know, that came on you. He doesn't listen to me. Um, sorry, the judgments I should say you made from your partner is a better way to phrase it. So he doesn't listen to me. She doesn't care mm -hmm. about whatever. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> she doesn't care about me. Those are your judgments. So write those down. Yeah. And from those ask the question, why do I feel that? Okay. Why did what happened make me feel that way? And that's where you're going to start to find your needs. Okay. And then, and then, and that, that really helps. So there's in yeah. this practice piece, one of the pieces of this is actually write down your reflections. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. And, and now, as you train your brain to do that, you will be able to do it more quickly and during discussions, but you need to practice it like working out at the gym. It's a muscle. We've got to right. train our brains to do it. And then we do the exact same thing with the partner, right? We say, exactly. what, what did we feel their judgments were? What yeah. needs did they actually have hidden underneath? We take that moment to see that 3D picture pop yeah. out. And then we, we, we write down those reflections. Absolutely. And then we review everything, right? But yeah. again, we have to delete the judgments because we don't want to color our perception. It's no. really easy you know, to, 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 to kind of fall back. Well, but she did say this or he did say that. Right. Yeah. And we can make it an internal monologue of he never listens to me, which means he doesn't care about me. She doesn't hear what I'm saying. She doesn't want to care. She keeps bringing up old arguments. She, and you can make that an internal monologue. So if you don't throw those judgments out, mm -hmm. you're going to just have that constant monologue in your brain and you, it's not helping. It's, it's not, not helping either of you. Well, I think, I, and I think that there's that, you know, there's that book that came out, I don't know, maybe it was the 80s, Mars versus Venus, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, the more experience that I have, the more I realize that it's not talking about uh, the way men talk Mars versus the way women talk Venus. Yeah. It, it's, it's genderless because, because it's mm -hmm. just it, at its very basic core is that I think that most people are just not communicating in the way the other person needs to hear it. So it's almost like Agreed. they're speaking a different language when it comes to their feelings or their emotions or their, or, mm -hmm. or, or their heart. So if we realize that to be a fundamental truth, which it is, yeah. which it is, this becomes a little bit easier to navigate. And in and, and that assumption that maybe they didn't mean to hurt you, it, you were just hurt uh, without blame to you or to them, what, what steps can we take to identify the needs? Especially because... Often we don't even realize we've hurt someone. That's right. That's right. So try to give that benefit of the doubt to your partner who cares about you. You wouldn't be in a relationship with them if you didn't think they actually cared. That's right. That's right. And, 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 you know, you can start applying that history to it. And again, we, we kind of talked about it in the past where, you know, sometimes in a relationship when there's a disagreement because we haven't expressed our need in the past. Mm -hmm. Now it carries on the, this argument that we might currently be in carries on the weight of every single unresolved argument that we had in, throughout yes. the whole entirety of our And I love that you said unresolved argument, because yeah. I don't know about you, but growing up, I always heard the stereotype that women bring up everything <laughs> you've ever done wrong. That's right. And my husband and I were talking about it one day and I said, you know what I think it actually is? People bring up things that have not been resolved to their satisfaction. That's right. That's right. 
And for some reason, women got labeled that way, just like we're labeled as gossip. But whatever, we won't get into <laughs> stereotypes. But that's why anybody mm -hmm. keeps bringing those things up. Yeah, it no. wasn't resolved to their satisfaction. The need was not met. Yeah, no, and and in terms of bringing up everything that somebody did wrong, I'm very good at doing that till the end. So <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely not yeah. a dinner thing. Um, okay, perfect. Well, well, thank you very much for this, Andrea. Again, how do people get a hold of you um, if they uh, after listening to this they want to get in touch? Well, you can reach me at Andrea at Fresh Start Mediation, or uh, my phone number. Sorry, .ca. I should include that. That's right. FreshStartMediation.ca. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or actually, you can reach me on my confidential uh, cell phone line, which is 403-807-7731. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you, uh, Andrea, for today. Uh, we discussed what are needs. This is part three of the um, uh, community, uh, conflict resolution techniques for partnerships as part of the Fresh Start Healthy Relationships workshops that we have. Uh, and next week, we're going to be talking about nonviolent language. And uh, our guest for next week is guess who? It's you. Again, it is me. Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, we're, we're, we're going to be kind of going through three parts just because of yes. how they're interconnected. What are needs, nonviolent language, and listening with intent? We did, because what we keep doing, right? We keep kind of going back and forth between all these lessons. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, a really important lesson on top of everything else yeah. you have to this isn't exactly linear no you always have to kind of maybe take a step back in order to take two steps forward right very interconnected yeah okay well i i want to thank you again very very much for being here and i look forward to uh, next week's session where we will discuss nonviolent language thank you for being here andrew thank you it was a pleasure so remember, everybody, we're going to be back next week uh, discussing nonviolent language again with Andrea Richards, mediator at Fresh Start Mediation. And we really look forward to having you guys join us. Until then, you got to remember that sometimes you just got to listen to be heard. Peace.